Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. My guess is you are here because you have a dog and perhaps you have a disorderly dog and you need some guidance. So you are definitely in the right place. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about why we should prioritize joy over obedience in training. But before we jump into today's episode, I wanted just to give you a few updates. So You heard me mention in a previous episode that my mom and I are obsessed with these wildflowers, these wild orchids. Well, great news. They started blooming and it was just one of, it's just such a thrill. Like who would have thought just tiny little wild orchids could bring so much joy, but they can. So if you're interested in seeing footage of that, follow Adventure Dog Academy. That is where I post all of the training tips, inspiration, hilarity, beauty from all of our adventures. Adventure Dog Academy is also a course. We have a free mini course and then we have a full paid course and we give you literally every single training skill, gear, information, inspiration surrounding adventures, right? So hiking, camping, fishing, paddleboarding, kayaking. And I've actually been adding a lot of new content to Adventure Dog Academy because as you all know, Spicy is turning into quite the adventure dog. And the goal for Spicy is for her to be able to hang out on my husband's kayak while he fishes. So We've been doing tons of training and exposure surrounding that. So if you are interested in adventuring with your dogs and you're kind of feeling like adventures are not as much fun as you want them to be because your dog does things that you don't like, it's likely that you need to work on some training with them. Okay, so you can join the free mini course. Uh, It's so funny because the free mini course we filmed in the winter. So you can see how we roll in the winter and then the full course we filmed in the summer. So it's kind of a nice contrast of snowy cold and sunny green grassy amazing so anyways that is what's happening here in Colorado the weather is improving uh, and we are spending so much time outside and it is just my most favorite so I hope that wherever you live you are also getting the opportunity to be outside and if you live on the other side of the world I hope you're enjoying things slowing down (laughs) okay so let's talk about some reasons to prioritize joy over obedience and training so I feel like we've all just been like conditioned for so long that training is about obedience and a hierarchy and speciesism and making sure that the dog obeys us and that is something that I think we all have to work to unlearn because obviously we live in this society. Unfortunately, there's still such a huge group of trainers who promote this, but it's absurd. I just, I am so against, one, I just despise the word obedience. I think those of you who are longtime listeners, you've heard me talk about this before. But secondly, it is not about a hierarchy. It is not about making our dogs listen to us, right? It's about learning, training, teaching, 
throughout our dog's lives and working together. And a huge part of that is training for joy. So as a caveat, right, I'm going to tell you why I think it's important to prioritize joy. But I think that it's also important to remember that this doesn't mean we're disregarding essential behaviors or manners, (laughs) right? It doesn't mean that it's just like a free for all and we're letting our dogs do whatever they want and putting themselves in dangerous situations and other people and dogs in dangerous situations. That's not what we're doing, right? We're finding a balance between necessary skills and incorporating joyful activities and training into our dog's daily lives, okay? So I think it's important that we celebrate these joyous moments we share with our dogs and inspire other people to do the same. But that doesn't mean that we are compromising safety, cooperation, sustainability in our lives with our dogs, okay? So when it comes to training behaviors, there's a ton of ways to train any specific behavior, right? Like there's probably hundreds of different ways to teach a dog to sit. A lot of those can be mean, a lot of those can be nice, a lot of those can be passive, right? Like the dog just offers it. We feed for that. We call it capturing in the dog world. And I think that being a trainer, right, over the last 12 years, I've come to realize that there's never one specific way that every single dog should learn sit, for example, right? Like there's tons of ways to teach it. And honestly, in my experience, most of my clients' dogs already have quite a bit of training before I come in, right? Like I think that you all intuitively know how to train quite a few like core behaviors, right? I call them manners because again, I despise the term obedience, but manners, life skills, there's loads of ways to teach those, right? And I think that above all else, we should use the least intrusive, minimally aversive ways to teach that, right? Like I'm not a proponent of using um, punishment, to teach things, right? Because we know that that's a slower process and it yields less good results to than if we positively reinforce things, right? But when we're looking at the overarching concept of like teaching our dogs things, training them things, we're going to have to do that for their whole life, right? We're always going to be teaching things. We're always going to be training things. And for me, it is a core priority to prioritize my dog's emotional well-being, right? And when we focus on training for joy, we're nurturing, right? We're nurturing, we're building, we're creating a positive relationship that's built on trust. And to me, that's the core of everything I'm trying to do with my own dogs, everything I'm trying to teach my clients and support them with their dogs. And this is dogs of varying personalities, temperaments, uh, challenging behaviors. And when we can prioritize our dog's emotional well-being, not only do we create more joy, right? We're training with joy. Um, but by prioritizing our dog's emotional well-being, we're able to create a dog who is more stable than they would be otherwise, right? So one of the big downsides to using punishment-based training, to using aversive training tools, is that it compromises our dog's emotional well-being because they know that they will likely get punished for behaving in certain ways. And that can, well, can and does compound in a dog who is not 
emotionally stable per se, right? If you consider how it would feel to be raised, right, in an environment where you were constantly punished for things that felt natural or important to you, you would learn one that who the punisher is, right? You would learn who the punisher is very, very quickly. And that would create a whole host of negative ripple effects where maybe you start to become anxious. Maybe you start to second guess yourself. Maybe you start to have a hard time settling down. Maybe it's compromising your appetite. Maybe it's compromising how you sleep, right? So, so prioritizing emotional well-being, I think is the crux of training with joy, right? Like we have to make sure that we're creating emotionally stable dogs because that is the antidote to a lot of really challenging behaviors that come out of fear, anxiety, and stress, right? So emotional well-being is a huge reason why we train with joy, right? There is so much evidence on this. And as many of you know, while I stay up to date on the research, I don't I don't like to just operate from the research because also this is my lived experience as a trainer and dog guardian for the last 12 years, right? And I think that the research is beautiful for confirming what a lot of myself and my colleagues have been practicing and preaching for a long time. But when we train with joy, emotional well-being is a huge priority. Additionally, Training for joy allows for our dogs to engage in their natural instincts. So if you listen to the Let Them Sniff Butt episode, you heard me talk so much about the dog's olfactory system and how their scent is their strongest sense and how we can't really prevent them from engaging in that because it is hardwired, right? So when we train for joy, it encourages our dogs to express their natural instincts express their natural talents, express their natural quirks. And, you know, it's about finding activities that they genuinely enjoy and kind of tailoring our training sessions to their preferences, right? And this is so individual, right? This is so for who your individual dog is, who you are as an individual. But when we train with joy, it accounts for the fact that we are sharing our lives with animals. They are dogs. They do not subscribe to these weird human constructs and societal norms, right? They're dogs. They follow their nose. They want to sleep good. They want to eat good. They want to play. They want to experience life in their own individual way. And when we train with joy, we recognize that honoring their natural instincts is the way, not suppressing their natural instincts. And like you heard me talk about in the Let Them Sniff Butt episode, we can strike a balance there, right? It's not just a free-for-all. We're not just like, cool, be crazy, chase things, kill animals, be rude, be disruptive, be disorderly, right? Like we're not trying to encourage that. What we're doing is we're creating positive ways for them to engage in those natural instincts and also work on training for some joy, right? So I think that it's important to realize that in order to raise a stable, well-balanced dog, we have to acknowledge their natural instincts. And we have to acknowledge that those aren't going anywhere. It's in our best interest to work with those not against those. In addition to training for joy and focusing on emotional well-being, training for joy and allowing our dogs to engage in their natural instincts, 
Training for joy also creates and builds confidence. Okay, so instead of strictly focusing on obedience, right? By training for joy, we empower our dogs to make choices and problem solve. It builds their confidence, decision-making skills, and encourages them to actively participate in their own learning journey. They become more adaptable and self-assured in various situations. And building confidence is so important for every single dog and every single human, okay? Because let's be honest, because when you build confidence in yourself, you are able to better adapt to all kinds of different situations. And building confidence, I think, is something that the old school dog training model completely disregards. We don't want to build confidence, right? Because we want an obedient dog who will submit to us no matter what. And that typically does not involve in building confidence because a confident dog is not going to submit to you. They are not going to listen to every single thing you say, but that's actually a good thing because when we're building and we're raising confidence in our dogs, that starts to have ripple effects in other aspects of their life, right? And I think that this is something that I've seen firsthand in raising both Waylon and Spicy is that I take pride in raising and building really confident dogs. Like, I'll be honest, sometimes obnoxiously confident dogs, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Because as many of you know, if you've been a longtime podcast listener, is that I had a male AM staff called Sonny, and he struggled with a lot of fear. And he struggled with a lot of stressors. And because of that, he was much more challenging to, to handle, and his behaviors could become dangerous in the way of dog aggression. And Sonny is a dog that we got, I think he was like eight or nine months old when we got him. So we didn't have the opportunity to build that confidence early in his life. And it always affected him. It affected who he was until he died at 10. And now, right, that I've raised these really confident dogs, I see them be so resilient and so confident and so able to handle so many crazy situations with all kinds of stimulus. And they both can just kind of exist and like move on, right? And I think that this is something that is fresh on my mind because recently, Many of you saw that I posted this over on Instagram. Spicy was a bit nervous about a thunderstorm, super loud thunderstorm, ooh, big claps of thunder. And I was able to bring her back from that level of stress and worry during the storm. And that confidence, right, the confidence that I have built and cultivated by training for joy and socializing her and all of these other aspects made it so that she was worried, right? Like ears pinned back, then going forward, she was kind of shaking. She's like, oh my God, this is so scary. And what I was able to do was reassure her just a little bit. And then she was able to move through process and then take a nap while the storm was still happening. That level of confidence is so valuable in a dog. Those of you who share your lives with anxious and stressed dogs, I think you can envision how hopefully your next dog won't struggle with those same level of things, right? And we can't control everything, but we can control how we choose to train our dogs. And training for joy builds confidence. And not only does it build confidence, but it empowers our learner to make choices, to make decisions, to problem solve, and be 
in a state of control, right? Perceived control over what's happening to them. And training for joy and building confidence is something that I never tire of seeing happen and produce just brilliant, brilliant results, right? Like many of you know who have listened to episodes about Sunny, training for joy was able to counteract some of the lack of confidence that he had. Obviously not all of it, right? Like we don't live in a magical fantasy land, but building confidence is so hugely important. And I think that we are really missing the mark if we're not acknowledging that training for joy needs to also build confidence. Okay. And lastly, when it comes to training for joy, there is going to be a whole host of ripple effects, positive ripple effects in your dog's life, right? Their enthusiasm, their zest for life, their contentment is going to radiate in all aspects of their life. And it's a beautiful way to not only contribute to your own world, but I think also sharing that, right? And seeing that. And I noticed this happen a lot in my neighborhood when I'm out with my dogs. There are a lot of people in the neighborhood who walk their dogs. And I really don't think that these dogs have like any training and that's okay, right? Like they're getting out for a walk, but when we pass them, we have to pass them. We have to be in close proximity. You can see that they the guardian and the human, the guardian and the dog, excuse me, don't really have a working relationship, right? So they like tench up on the leash and they yank at it and they're kind of like telling their dog no. And then here's me, right? Where I'm just like, hey puppies, walk right here. My dogs are walking like really nicely with me and I'm getting cookies and I'm reaching and I'm feeding that. And I'm talking to them, right? I'm like, yeah, good job. You guys are amazing. And then I start to notice that the other guardian is like, huh, they're like observing how we're working together, right? How literally we're training for joy in that moment and it permeates, right? And I start to notice that those people start to loosen up on the leash and they start to talk to their dogs a little bit more. And I'm kind of, you know, inadvertently planting that seed for this other dog guardian about like, hey, there are other things that are possible here, right? That you could do in place of just tensing up on the leash and yelling at the dog, (laughs) right? So, Training for joy is going to have ripple effects not only for your own dog, but it's also going to have ripple effects in your immediate vicinity, right? And, you know, obviously I've been a dog trainer for a long time, so my family is like already kind of indoctrinated into (laughs) the joys of positive reinforcement training, but it wasn't always like that, right? Like I started as a dog trainer and my family started to see, right? Like how I was interacting with my dog and how we were seeing the dogs be really responsive and they're confident and they're emotionally stable and they're allowed to do dog stuff. And they start to also apply those same principles to their own dogs. And then that starts to radiate further and further and further outside. So never underestimate how beautiful of the ripple effects that will start to take place when you choose to train for joy right? I I exist in the world just like all of you do. And I see so many people, especially as the weather is changing, right? Like I see so many people out with their dogs and people who probably are not out with their dogs all year round. And they're kind of fair weather hikers, which, you know, no shade on that, right? But I realize that they don't They don't have the skills. And if they could do just a little bit of training for joy, it could be hugely impactful for how they exist in the world with their dogs. And 
I do my best, right? Like in those moments, right? Just to practice what I preach and just be an example of what's possible when we train with joy. And like I was saying, I see, I see so many people pick up on this. So many dog guardians, right? Like um, when we're out on the trails, I ask my dogs to pull over and they sit and I talk to them and they get cookies and I tell them they're amazing. And people like see that and they're like, huh, that's interesting. Okay. Maybe that's something that I could do with my dog. So training for joy is in my humble opinion, the way, right? Absolutely the way this doesn't mean that you can't get frustrated with your dog and it's not all about joy, but like when you're setting out to train a new behavior, let the intention be to train with joy, right? Train for joy so that when we ask our dogs to perform this behavior, they are their joy is just contagious. Their enthusiasm, it's palpable, right? And let that be an example of how you can exist in your life too, right? Choosing joy, even in the mundane tasks of your life. Many of you know that gardening, it's like, a passion for me outside of, of dog training. And this time of year, it's a lot of maintaining the garden, which involves pulling a lot of weeds, which is ultimately kind of a monotonous task. And I have been really intentional about having fun, being in a joyful state when I do that, even though I could be frustrated and be like, Ugh, pulling weeds is the worst. I'm choosing in those moments to be like, <coughs> look at me out here pulling weeds. My garden looks so beautiful. Things are going to be so good after I pull these weeds, right? So I think that there's a lot that we can learn and gain from training for joy with our own dogs and then choosing that, choosing joy in some other aspects of our own lives. All right. So let's celebrate the joyous moments we share with our dogs and inspire others to embrace this ethical and downright fun approach. So everyone, you can see the original post that I did on this over on my Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. If you would like me to talk about a topic that I have not already done on this podcast, you can leave that suggestion over on the Disorderly Dogs website, disorderlydogs.com. Everyone smooch those puppies for me. Have a beautiful weekend and I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.